This video is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service that premieres a new film every day. When does a person stop being a person and become a symbol? Your picture has been on the cover of uh, almost all popular magazines, hasn't it? Marilyn Monroe as an idea has taken on a meaning all its own, the blonde bombshell and the ultimate embodiment of a certain type of mythic femininity, something that's closer to the idea of femininity than the real thing. We all know the iconic images of Marilyn, holding her dress over a gust of air, performing in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, or singing Happy Birthday to President John F. Kennedy. Happy Birthday, Mr. President. But the new movie Blonde, based on the novel by Joyce Carol Oates and starring Ana de Armas as Monroe, attempts to excavate the person from underneath all of the myth. Here's our take on the idea of Marilyn Monroe as the perfect woman, and how it's time to dig deeper past the one-dimensional symbol of Marilyn to better understand the nature of celebrity femininity. I know you're supposed to get used to it, but I just can't. Like fellow 20th century icons Elvis, Madonna, and Andy Warhol, Marilyn Monroe is firmly now more of a symbol than a person. She's taken on a kind of mythic quality and she's a little bit estranged from herself. Of course, on some level, that was intentional. Born as the brunette Norma Jean Mortensen and later baptized as Norma Jean Baker, Marilyn consciously crafted her signature look and persona. Like all movie stars, she projected an image of herself, though hers was a particularly extreme version of self-creation. Not since the seven-year itch, so much Marilyn. She also had both on-screen and off-screen personas, which kept threatening to bleed into each other, especially in coverage of her marriages to Joe DiMaggio and Arthur Miller, which were forerunners of the way we experience modern celebrity news. The girl who starred in How to Marry a Millionaire, giving another starring performance in How to Marry a Baseball Hero. And Marilyn has also influenced our current notions of celebrity in other far-reaching ways. To this day, she's American culture's most definitive idea of the sex symbol, utterly entrancing to men with a combination of knowing coyness and naivete. Plenty of contemporary stars have channeled her mythic feminine energy and tried to emulate it. Mariah Carey purchased Marilyn's piano for over $600,000 and literally named her daughter Monroe. Lindsay Lohan recreated an iconic Marilyn photo shoot for the cover of New York Magazine during a chaotic period where, similar to Marilyn's brief stints in a psychiatric ward, she was spending time in and out of rehab. Lindsay Lohan is following in the footsteps of the most famous blonde bombshell of them all, Marilyn Monroe. Recently, Kim Kardashian took this trend to its natural conclusion by actually wearing one of Marilyn's original dresses. This is Marilyn Monroe's dress. It's 60 years old. She wore this when she sang happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy in 1962. When Marilyn shows up as a fictional character in plenty of stories, she doesn't even need to be written as a fleshed out character. Just evoking her immediately evokes an abstraction of femininity, glamour, and fame. Can you understand having to live up to the pressure of the the fantasy that everyone has of you, it's... Yes. This process of transforming Marilyn from a person into an idea started while she was alive. In an early career scandal when she was revealed to have posed for nude photos, she responded by refusing to be ashamed. And this established a pattern for how she was able to have it both ways, posing nude as an obvious sex symbol while still continuing to feel somehow innocent. This worked in part because people didn't perceive her as having much artifice or deception, but instead tapping into some natural sensuality and womanly zest for life that just flowed from her. She had no technique. It was all the truth. It was only Marilyn. But she was Marilyn. Marilyn began to be seen as epitomizing a certain primal womanhood, as if she were better at accessing a certain spirit that most women had lost touch with. There was an at-homeness with her body. 
This way of looking at Marilyn made her such an effective celebrity, but these descriptions of Marilyn as not really acting and somehow simply embodying also ended up undervaluing her talent and effort as an actress, and they could sometimes push her to take on aspects of femininity that didn't come as naturally to her, like playing the ideal domestic woman during her marriage to All-American baseball hero Joe DiMaggio. I hear that uh, you're getting to be quite a cook, too. Joe says you can really broil a mean steak. Well, I'm learning a little slow, but... In becoming a symbol, Marilyn was able to achieve a stratospheric level of fame, universality, and cultural significance. But she also ceased to be a person. There's something intentionally generic about the way she was and is perceived. Even those who use her as inspiration often distance themselves from her as a specific individual. She's not someone that I would ever want to emulate. You know, I think she's iconic and a piece of artwork. Her image is art at this point. Andy Warhol's iconic pop art of Marilyn intentionally played on her as a shared cultural image that, not unlike a can of Campbell's soup, was so ubiquitous it was basically divorced from the original Marilyn and took on its own meaning for every person. Bernie Taupin, who wrote the iconic Elton John song, Candle in the Wind, about Marilyn Monroe, went out of his way to tell people he was not a fan of hers. Taupin claimed he was simply able to use her image as a way to discuss, quote, anybody, any writer, actor, actress, or musician who died young and sort of became this iconic picture of Dorian Gray, that thing where they simply stopped aging. It's a beauty frozen in time. Marilyn Monroe is one of the silver screen's most iconic actresses, and if you love Hollywood's rich history, you should check out MUBI, a streaming platform that celebrates great cinema, from beloved classics to brand new, cutting-edge films from today's most innovative directors. This September, you could catch Michelle Hazanavisu's critically acclaimed comedy drama The Artist. The movie, which won five Oscars, explores the peculiar moment in Hollywood history when silent films fell from favor and the talkie began to flourish. Or, if you're into iconic performances by beloved actresses, why not tune into Maggie Gyllenhaal's wonderful turn as Leo Holloway in the erotic comedy Secretary, which is also coming to the platform soon. Plus, movie's celebration of Tilda Swinton continues this month with their ongoing summer series, The One and Only Tilda Swinton. And as one of our followers, you can get 30 days of movie for free. Just click the link in the description below to start streaming now. Movie's team of curators handpicks every film they show, so there's always something new to discover. Click the link in the description below to get 30 days of movie now. But if Marilyn Monroe's mythos was constructed, someone had to be doing the construction. And that someone was the real person, Norma Jean. When I come out of my dressing room, I'm Norma Jean. I'm still hurt when the camera's rolling. Norma Jean is the quote-unquote real subject of both the written and filmed versions of Blonde. Joyce Carol Oates' novel Blonde is an attempt to imagine Marilyn's inner life, something that none of us as observers in the present have access to. What I do is I try to immerse myself in the personalities and sort of just imagine what they might be thinking or some of the dialogue. Oates attempts to answer the question of what it would be like to be the real person at the center of this carefully constructed symbol. Imagining being Marilyn Monroe in turn raises a whole host of contradictions and challenges around being a certain type of woman or around being a person in general. We position ourselves in the world like actors and we're presenting a persona to the world. Some people have no idea what the reality of course, there's no way we can understand the actual private thoughts and feelings of Marilyn Monroe. That's why Oates has always been clear that her novel is a fiction rather than history, and the blonde film directed by Andrew Dominic is also inherently speculative. 
Yet a certain level of imagination is necessary to ever try to access Monroe's inner experience. Dominic said Blonde is trying to explore the ways she was living on the edge, and it has something in it to offend everyone. Blonde aims to mine the gap between the public and private Marylands, and we do know that there were contradictions at least between the way she was treated in public and the way she was treated in private. Marilyn Monroe only exists on the screen. Though she became famous and successful by being a public sex symbol, in her private relationships, men became extremely possessive and wanted her to stop doing the very things that brought her to their attention. Joe DiMaggio, you know, he, he was watching it and he didn't like it very much. His wife making a spectacle of, uh, of herself. People became possessive of her, which contributed to the image of Marilyn Monroe as someone who existed entirely for men. Hey, sad boy. You okay? Though Marilyn was treated as a powerful embodiment of womanhood, that vision of womanhood is still typically seen as solely there to service the male gaze. Even more humanizing portrayals of her, like My Week with Marilyn, which spotlights her messier side, tend to still depict her from a man's point of view. Is it true you wear nothing in bed except perfume? <laughs> but Dominic says Blonde is trying to capture some of the ambiguous aspects of sexuality that Marilyn brought out in that time period. As the first NC-17 movie to appear on Netflix, the movie will have freedom to fully explore the themes of sex and desire in Marilyn's life, which in itself is revolutionary when you consider the heavily censored era Marilyn lived in and the degree to which her sexuality on screen was always purely suggested rather than explicit. And a female editor was reportedly brought in by Netflix to curb the quote, excesses of the movie. But Blonde also seems to be a surprisingly feminist take on its subject. Star Ana de Armas said that director Andrew Dominic, quote, we wanted the world to experience what it actually felt like to not only be Marilyn, but also Norma Jean. Even Oates herself said the movie, quote, succeeded in showing the experience of Norma Jean Baker from her perspective. In these ways, it could be similar to Greta Gerwig's upcoming Barbie movie, exploring another icon of constructed femininity based on stereotypical standards of beauty. Like Barbie, Marilyn Monroe is a partly artificial, white, blonde idea of what women, quote unquote, should be. And both stories have the potential to go deeper in asking what it feels like to actually be the ideal we're told to chase. So what's the best modern parallel to Marilyn Monroe? Surprisingly enough, it's probably reality TV. Some of our most popular reality shows are about getting a peek behind the curtain of celebrity femininity. The ideal femininity embodied by the Kardashian family or Real Housewives is something that we constantly see being constructed both by the women themselves and by the cameras and crew. Kendall is so excited. She's our dream model. Her body is incredible, those long legs. You amazing. look amazing. In fact, Kim's whole career has been about constructing her body according to modern standards of femininity while simultaneously shaping those standards standards, all the way back to her very first appearance on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I am starving. Don't you have a photo shoot tomorrow? Stop eating. I think she has a little junk in the trunk. There's something inherently contradictory here. We're compelled to try to understand these celebrities while knowing we never can truly get inside their experience. But perhaps this attempt to search for more depth is the point. Emma Cooper, director of the documentary The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes, told The Guardian, quote, To me, Marilyn had always been a bit one-dimensional. By the end of this process, she'd become a much more real person to me, with more modernity as a woman than I'd ever seen in her. Will Blonde be able to actually depict the reality of being Marilyn Monroe? No, that would be impossible. There's no way when you look at that screen persona, 
have any idea what was in her mind and what was going on in her life. But there is value in updating long-standing ideas of mythic, perfect femininity, taking them from the 1950s and 60s and moving them to an era where our understanding focuses more on interiority. Even if we can never understand Marilyn Monroe, she can remain a mirror for understanding the ideas she represented. And thanks to these deeper portrayals, people will keep trying to understand her for years to come. I can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. Thank you for watching The Take. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you're watching.